Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. Do you ever wish you had seen some of the great acts that have performed in Vegas? You've heard their music on records or CDs, but you never saw them live. Acts like Elvis, Queen, Tina Turner, Rod Stewart, and more. Some are gone. Others are no longer performing or are not playing where you are. Well, in Vegas, we've got the next best thing, tribute acts by talented musicians who can recreate the sound, the look, and the mood of those great concerts. Today, you'll meet the man behind some of the very best of those in the world. His name is Kurt Brown, and he'll be here in just a few moments. Also, here is your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today, discussing why performers love residencies. And finally, America's first master sommelier, Eddie Osterlin, explains how you can provide a great wine tasting experience. What's it about to do? About to do it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? Las Vegas is known for tribute artists. The best in the world are in Vegas. And, of course, people love those all over the world. We're going to talk to somebody who produces them. Of course, he's located in Las Vegas, but he does this all around the world. His name is Kurt Brown, and he heads up Brown Productions, a theatrical production company based right out of here in Las Vegas. Well, Kurt, i got to say, first of all, how do you get into this field? Because there's not a lot of room for it. People love these things, but there's a certain limitation to who does them well. First of all, th- Stephen, thanks for having me on, on, on your show. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you get into this by, by accident, I think. <laughs> at least that's the way I, at least that's the way I, I got in. Uh, back in uh, uh, 2000, I was the entertainment director at uh, Potawatomi Casino in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we had a beautiful 500-seat showroom. And I wanted to create or, or format uh, something for the middle of the summer uh, for our casino players that was different than what was going on around the city. In Milwaukee, uh, during the summer, there's a ton of festivals. And all the festivals are having the classic rock and the country artists. And these were a lot of the acts that we would have, we would have in our showroom, our 500-seat showroom, uh, throughout the year. So I connected with somebody that did produce these and uh, put together a program to bring them in for three, four months uh, throughout the summer uh, to, to, to run a Vegas-style Vegas show. Turns out I fell in love with it. I thought it, was, I thought it was the greatest idea in the world that we could take impersonators or tribute artists and put them in a production with dancers and in the live musicians. And, uh, after being at Potawatomi for three years, I decided that, uh, I wanted to start my own business, Brown Productions. And this is how I, I got into it. And that's from that moment on, I've been producing tribute shows all over the, all over the North America, all over the world for that matter. 
people love these, Kurt. It's one of those things where, especially some of these people that are gone, like you'll see it with, with Elvis, for example. You guys do a great Elvis tribute show, residency here on the uh, Las Vegas Strip at the V Theater called All Shook Up, a tribute to the king. And what's great about it is... You can try to explain to your kids or whatever how big Elvis Presley was at the time. But boy, for somebody that can really go in there and kind of bring back a little feel of that, it's really a wonderful thing and and something that I think people are hungry for. Well, yes. And remember, if if you were born after 1977, uh, you you never had an opportunity to see Elvis perform live. Everything you know about Elvis is is from uh, uh, videos and movies and 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 such. So to be able to go to a venue and see somebody come out on stage that resembles and sounds and looks like Elvis uh, is 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 something something remarkable. I, I laugh because you know there's there, there's about sixty thousand Elvis tribute artists in the world and uh, and they joke and they say if we keep going at this at this stage uh, in by like. 2050, uh, one out of every 10 people will be an Elvis <laughs> tribute artist in the world. So, <laughs> but, but we have, we have fun with it. That show, that show, uh, when we close, we actually closed the, uh, our last show was before, uh, before COVID-19 or for COVID-19, our last show was March 17th. We were in our sixth year, uh, running that show, uh, which, you know, in Vegas, to run a show for six years is, 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 is remarkable. And, and we have such a diverse crowd. It's, it's not just, it, it's not just grandma and grandpa who were around back in the fifties and sixties. We have 10 year olds to 70 year olds. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people love Elvis and want to, ex- want to experience something like that. Well, and it really speaks to the effect he had. I mean, I bring my 20-year-old daughter in there, and she's fascinated by it. I mean, all she saw were the things I showed her, like the old Ed Sullivan tapes, and you hear people screaming, but there's something about it. And what's great about your productions are it's not just a really talented person. It's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than just an impression. It's not Rich Little doing 30 or 60 seconds. You're talking about people that can really replicate that feeling, and... When you talk about being a producer in this, there's really a lot more to it than just finding that guy who looks and sounds like Elvis. Well, right, and you you have to find somebody that 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 can actually perform for sixty to seventy five minutes and and hold an audience. It's interesting that when a movie producer puts puts together a, a, a biography or a, something like that of, uh, of a of a star's life, like Elvis or or uh, you know any of the other stars that have passed on. Just remember those actors. Those actors, if they don't get a scene right, they can the the director can just call cut and they can redo it. But with our tribute artists, when they walk on stage, they have to be able to do what they do for sixty, seventy five, ninety minutes, depending on the length length of the show. And in if they make a mistake, they have to they have to be able to just play off of it. To me, that's that's remarkable. That's a remarkable talent to be able to do that, uh, and and not not have the luxury of, of of saying cut. Let's do that song again. Somebody can come out and do a song, and you go, wow, that sort of sounds like that person, or so forth. But when you're coming out and you're going to spend, 
you know, a whole show as a tribute to Rod Stewart. Somewhere along the line, it's got to be, wow, this guy is so much like Rod Stewart that I feel like I'm in the midst of his concert, only him maybe 20 or 30 years ago. And, and again, I guess when you're finding the person to do it, that's a special skill that goes beyond even the singing. Absolutely, and and you mentioned you mentioned Rod Stewart, and our and another show I produce is the ultimate tribute to Rod Stewart, starring John Anthony. And John Anthony is, is, is lives here in Las Vegas, and he's he's uh, performed in other shows here in Las Vegas, and and he asked me to uh, to partner up with him to to produce uh, to produce uh, this this tribute and we had the dance we have the dancers and and the production and the costuming and, and everything in it and it's funny because john looks and sounds so much like rod stewart and it, that on and off the stage he comes off the stage and we're walking around if we did a show in a casino somewhere and he we're walking around afterwards people are coming up to him they think he is rod stewart <laughs> It's it's amazing. They want their picture taken with them. They they really think he's Rod Rod Stewart. More with award-winning producer Kurt Brown in just a moment. Just a reminder: please visit Vegas Never Sleeps online for the best in Vegas. It's VegasNeverSleeps.com, and for great sports, it's Sports RACX, which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. And later today on Sports Rockin' Tours, we present part two of our look at the history of a great NFL franchise, the Philadelphia Eagles. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Hi, this is Dr. Annette of The Dr. Annette Show. We've been talking today about COVID-19 and steps you can take to possibly prevent or mitigate infection. Silver and zinc have been used for centuries as disinfectants and as antimicrobials. We're offering you this special discount to make it easier and more affordable to get these essential silver and zinc liquid mineral supplements. Visit our website at www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Once again, that's www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Professional line not included. We are all in this together and we can get through this. Learn more at elementalresearchinc.com and use the promo code VEGAS20. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. 
Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Kurt Brown, president of Brown Productions, LLC, a Las Vegas-based show producer. I'll tell, you a funny, I'll tell you a funny story that uh, I was on my way. We were on our way back from a, a, a show that we did in California. I hate to admit it, but I had a little heavy foot. And me and John were on our way back from, from this show, on our way back to Las Vegas. And I got pulled over by a state, state California state police. And he walked up to the car and he, and, and on John's side, and he rolled down the window and he had to do a double take. <laughs> he thought, he thought John was right. I thought for a second we were going to get out of the ticket, but yeah. I, <laughs> no I, such I, luck. I <laughs> he looked at him, he said, are you, and, and John said, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, but we have, we, we do have, we do have fun with these shows and, and, uh, and the, the talent is, the talent's incredible and, and people enjoy it. Uh, not everybody gets, you know, not everybody, not everybody's going to get to see Rod Stewart perform. This is a way for people to experience something that uh, they, they may not, not have been able to experience. So that's true. And, and some of these artists too, like you have a tribute to share. Well, I know she's still doing things and so forth and, you know, it's very entertaining and all that, but it's it's not Cher in her 20s or 30s. She can't do that, right? So it's kind of an opportunity to see people at different stages of their career, which is sort of unique as well. Yes, and, and a lot of our acts, are able, a lot of the acts that, that, are, that are in the shows uh, that, that I have um, – they have they have the ability to to do to, to perform as the as the star in several different uh, decades of of their performing life. So, for example, I mean, Cher's been around since the '60s, um, and and so so we're able to put a show together that takes people through through Cher's career uh, and actually show her. As a younger share, than a middle share, you know, all the way through, all all the way through her career, um, which which is unique, and it's funny because that's kind of what Share is doing now in her own show. She's realized that people want to people want to go back, for lack of a better term, you know, turn back time, uh, and uh, that's <laughs> yeah. a nice pun, uh, and that's what Share is doing now herself, uh, you know. So so. Uh, that's that's very interesting. That's that's a very interesting way of of putting a show together, and uh, a lot of our shows are put together that way, where 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 the 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 person, the tribute artist, can perform in several different eras of of that uh, of that star. Well, when you decide to take one of these productions on, is one of the first things you do run to the DVD player, what have you, and look at old concert films? And you know, we'll, we'll go back to Elvis for a second. I mean, to try to do that, it's one thing to have somebody with that talent, and of course, these people that can perform like that, they've dedicated their life to it. But you've got to look for not just what they're doing, but what the 
what the orchestra looked like, and you can't replicate those exactly, but I know, I would imagine, you're trying to make as much of that a time machine as you can. As much as, yes, as much as we can. Um, I always, I, I, I never want to take an act and put them in a situation that you would not see the original star performing in. Um, we don't always get that luxury. Sometimes we're on smaller stages. Sometimes we're on, on very large stages in front of 5,000 people. Um, but what you don't want to do, in my, what I don't like to do is I don't want to take Elton John and use a karaoke machine and put Elton John on a little, on a little stage um, where Nobody in the audience is ever going to believe that that's Elton John on that little stage with a karaoke machine. That's not the illusion that we're trying to create. The illusion we're trying to create is you're watching Elton John, and that's an Elton John concert. That's that's to me that's the key to putting on a great a great tribute production. Well, one thing you've done is you have a show called Queen Nation, and ninety minutes. Okay. I remember Queen back in my early days, and I remember going out, and you could see them, and they were in big stadiums, that kind of thing. And yet you've managed to somehow, and I and I guess it's kind of the way you wrote the script for it, where it's believable. Because you think of Freddie Mercury and stuff, you picture these big, huge venues, but, but you're able to do it. And was that something like where you realize, okay, I can't, you know, I, I can't have them out at a Legion Stadium? So I got to find a different way to present this. Well, of course, the most famous concerts we 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 remember from these stars are the are the mega concerts. Okay, the, the you know Shea Stadium with Elton John, Queen Nation at uh, uh, or Queen excuse me Queen at uh, at uh, um, uh, Wembley. My God, my, Wembley Stadium. Wembley, <laughs> thank you at Wembley Stadium, but they didn't always perform in the in these in these large large venues. Uh, uh, we have to remember that, you know, back in the seventies, seventies and the eighties, you know, a lot of concerts were done, were done in, you know, in 5,000 seat, uh, arenas. Uh, people don't realize, for example, Elvis in the seventies, mm-hmm. his average arena was, was only like 5,000 people. I mean, he, he was going to arenas around, around the, 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 the heartland of Wisconsin that, that, you know, held 45, 55, 5,500 people. These weren't large stadiums. Uh, the largest, the largest venue he ever he ever performed at was Madison Square Garden. Uh, otherwise, otherwise his his venues were were relatively small. Now, of course, he sold everything out. But even though we can't do the stadium shows per se, we try to create that atmosphere on stage that you're watching that you're watching this this act like Queen. Um, in their hay, in their heyday. More with Kurt Brown in just a moment. Kurt produces the only all Elvis tribute show on the Las Vegas Strip at the V Theater, Planet Hollywood. It's called All Shook Up, a tribute to the King. You know, Vegas is a place that loves residencies, and entertainers love doing residencies for a number of reasons. Your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, explains why. It is really appealing to these acts to kind of not have to travel 
like it really takes a toll on your body and your health. And, it, and for some of these artists, having a home base or, or having this kind of place that they can settle in, do a certain number of shows. Uh, Barry, Barry Manilow actually said it. He said, I've, I want to do a show a couple nights a week. I want to keep my band employed. And I don't want to have to work that hard, you know, and I think whether it's Foo Fighters, uh, Aerosmith or whoever else you're talking about, I think there are a lot of appealing things about Las Vegas. And now there's no stigma attached to it. It used to be kind of like can't play Vegas because that's where these acts go to die. Well, that's not true anymore. Thanks, Scott. Remember to visit VitalVegas.com every day. There's no better way to stay on top of what's happening in Vegas than by following Scott at VitalVegas.com. And don't forget to follow Sports Rockin' Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manji nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Hey, I'm Michael Shapiro from Reckless in Vegas, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manji. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. We're chatting with Kurt Brown, whose production company is a leader in producing tribute shows and connecting clients with tribute artists, dancers, showgirls, and spokesmodels. But it, a lot of it has to do with the talent. And these guys are just incredibly talented, just incredibly talented. So they can hold an audience for, for, for 90 minutes, definitely. You got a really cool one called Purple Rain, spelled R-E-I-G-N, not R-A-I-N. But it's great because not only do you get that, and I think Prince works great in, this type, in those type of smaller environments, but also you even have a tribute to Morris Day in the time. And being around in those days... That's a really great act that people, if they haven't seen it, what a cool thing to, to learn about there. It's just kind of a different kind of concert where maybe you don't know all the songs, but you're going to really enjoy this. You're right. When you go and see that show, that, that is a show that offers you more than just Prince. It's got, it's got uh, uh, Apollonia Vanity tribute built into it. It's got all the characters from the movie Purple Rain in the in the show but then he also jason also takes it beyond just the just the movie portion of prince's career and he's doing he himself is doing much more than that but you go out there you're it's a blast you have to see that show if you come to Ve- if you come to vegas or you you see that you see that show if we have that show booked someplace uh in your hometown you have to see if you're a prince fan this is the best. It's the best show you've ever you'll ever see. Well, that's terrific. Well, you know what it is, and you've mentioned some of these people. These are amazingly talented people. And one person we've had on the show before, I'm a huge fan of hers, is Cookie Watkins. You know, her Tina T- Turner. You know, you play these things. People go, "What's the idea of playing Tina Turner when it when it isn't Tina Turner?" Go, it's not Tina Turner, but that's how good it is. So you know, when it can handle. Uh, 
you listen to somebody like that and the audio is so good that you don't even have to see it to appreciate how good it is. That's real talent. Well, yeah, and Cookie's, Cookie's fantastic. Cookie, Cookie isn't just a, a, a doing a tribute to Tina Turner. Cookie is just a phenomenal talent. You know, she gives her heart and soul on the stage just like Tina Turner does. She, I, 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 I laugh because she comes off the stage after, after doing 75, 90 minute show and, and she's all bright and cheerful. Good night, everybody. And she walks off the stage and she just, boom, she wants to sit down because she has left everything on stage, everything on stage. And she's done that her, her entire, her entire career. But there's again, there again is a show that you, we have to have the dancers, the band, we have to have the full package there. So everyone, the, the talent is there, but the whole package makes you believe that you're watching Tina Turner. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. You, you read my mind because I wanted to ask you, seeing your, as I mentioned earlier, just seeing your productions, it's way more than these incredible tribute artists. I mean, you're talking about orchestras, great musicians behind it. I'm thinking that's probably why you're located in Las Vegas, right? Because when it comes to studio musicians or onstage musicians, maybe you don't know about, but these are really talented, great musicians where, again, it's not a karaoke machine by any means. Well, in Vegas, we have so much talent here in Vegas, uh, uh, as far as musicians, dancers, uh, choreography, everything. Every, every the best talent in the world, I feel, is right is right here in Vegas. But remember, when we're putting together a tribute show, it's not just about the person that's that's doing a trib that that's performing as Tina Turner or Cher or Elvis. It's about it's about the musicians that have the ability to recreate the sounds and the tones and the instrumentation as well, because you certainly don't want you certainly don't want to have a great talent out in front and then have a, 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 some musicians behind them just playing the chord book. Yeah. They, they have to have the proper tones and the, with the guitar and the, and the, and the strings and the horns and, and the, and the drum, even the drum right down to the drum fills. You, you know, you have to be able to do that. That's all part of the package of making people believe that they're watching the real thing. Right. And all this choreography, again, real important because those shows were special. I mean, it had all the best people originally putting these out and to capture that feeling, you kind of have to do the same thing. I mean, everything, again, it, it just isn't a couple of backup singers standing there with jeans on singing. It's way, way more. Well, and with choreography, choreography and costuming, yes, uh, we 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 have we want to do great choreography. But this is this is an area that we want to. Uh, our choreography is original, so we're not necessarily you know duplicating what Tina Turner did with her dancers or what what uh, Cher did or or Elton John, anybody that had dancers. But what we're doing is we want people, we want people to think, this is what I remember. I remember Proud Mary, and I remember those moves. But we're not copying the moves, you know. We're not copying the choreography, uh, uh, foot for foot, you know, yeah. move for move. We 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 do our own thing. We do our own thing so that uh, you know. But it gives you the idea. You're there, so. 
even if you even if you looked at Tina Turner's career over you know 30 40 years you know that when she does proud mary there's going to be certain things that you see from when she first did it but she changes her choreography over the 30 years so and we're doing the same thing we're using our we we take art, artistic you know artistic uh, uh latitude and 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 kind of make it our own and when i see these shows i'm thinking well, you're replicating the feel of that and so forth, but you're not transporting everybody to the 60s or the 70s or the 80s because you just can't, right? I mean, you know, people have a different culture. So you're bringing them in. This is what this is like, but you're going to enjoy it without getting a little history lesson run on a, on a film first for 20 minutes to know what was going on in 68 or whenever. Right, and certainly certainly, if, if, if you want to just copy copy them, then somebody could basically just go to YouTube and watch the videos. So we're, we're trying to, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give you the image, the feel of what it might've been like, uh, but through our own artistic vision, if you will. Is that what they say? Cause I know you can really insult people sometimes if you don't call them a tribute artist, they do not want to be called an impressionist. And really it is different, right? It's different than say the, some of the great stuff that Rich Little or some of those people ha- have done. It's different. Like you said in the beginning, for starters, you got to go up and do this for 75 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever. Well, I think everyone, you know, giving credit to Rich Little, I think everyone would love to be able to do 120 million voices. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, that's incredible in itself, Uh, you know, but. It's it's a it's a different it's a different type of entertainment. Uh, uh, if you're what Terry Fader does with his characters and uh, or here in Vegas uh, with his with his, uh, uh, I don't know if we call him. Do we call him puppets? I th- as far as I, I know, it's still I, okay, but you never know. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to offend Terry, but <laughs> but um, you know, you know, or what you know, the great Danny Gans did. Yeah. You know, uh, we, you know, this is a different type of enter. It's a different type of entertainment, and it deserves credit because we these these are truly uh, uh, talented talented people. We'll be back with more from Kurt Brown of Brown Productions in just a moment. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do, and I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. Make sure to listen to Sports Rockin' Tours, which follows Vegas Never Sleeps in most markets. If your station doesn't carry it yet, call them and ask them to carry Sports Rockin' Tours. In the meantime, though, go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. 
perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. You are listening to Kurt Brown, who produces shows that perform in Las Vegas as well as internationally. And I actually have, I, I have tribute artists. And, and again, yes, they don't want to be called impersonators or especially in the oldest world, they don't want to be called impersonators. Uh, they, they, they tribute artists is, is the, is the, the, the politically correct term. Uh, they're paying tribute to Elvis and, and, you know, 99.9% of the, the Elvis tribute artists out there, they, they are just, they just love Elvis. They, they breathe, they bleed Elvis. That's, that's their life. And, uh, uh, and a lot of the tribute artists are like that, but I have tribute artists that, that, that do multiple characters and, and they're fantastic. They're fantastic at, at them. Uh, and it's amazing how, how they can transform themselves from one character to another. And, and I mean, physically where you're, you're looking at them and then you could see them in a different show and, and you would never know it's the same person. Last question. And I think it's important because we're talking a lot about Vegas and people have seen these great shows in Vegas, but you do these all over the world, like you said. And in fact, if somebody wants to put on a great show, they should contact you. But you, you, you mentioned on your, uh, on your website that will tell people where it is that you can customize it to any venue and budget. And I think that must really be an interesting thing. So I'm getting the idea that somebody maybe that has a smaller budget, maybe a smaller venue, can, the fact that they can still get one of these shows is pretty impressive, and I imagine that that takes quite a bit of adjustment and so forth. Well, yeah, so any 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 time we're taking shows on the road, uh, in any show, whether whether if I was a Broadway producer and I was taking a show on the road, uh, you have to go into the venue and you have to adapt to that to that venue. Um, yes, we say we can adapt to any 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 size venue and any budget. Uh, obviously, you have to be realistic in, in that. Um, uh, the, the, you know, it's a, it's a line that we use that we want to encourage people to contact us and say, "Hey, could you bring in your Rod Stewart show here?" Uh, and I have to be upfront with them and say, "Yeah, we could bring it in, but if you want it to be realistic, it, we 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 have to have certain certain boundaries or, or limitations that 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 we can't go past." Uh, but but no, we performed our shows. We performed our shows in in, in you know five hundred seat venues, and we performed our shows in five thousand seat venues. It's uh, it, 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 but we will adapt the show and we will customize it. Um, so for so for example, um, if we were going to do a Lady Gaga show and somebody wanted to do it in a very small venue, we might suggest 
that we customized the show to make it an unplugged version of Lady Gaga, which she's out doing right now, not yeah. right now today, but that's, that's one of her things that she's doing so that we can say, this is what, this is, this is, this is going to give people the best idea of watching Lady Gaga in this atmosphere, because this is what she's, this is what she's doing. At the same time, we don't want to do a Lady Gaga. We wouldn't want to do a Lady Gaga production uh, with an unplugged production in a 5,000 seat venue. Right, because won't that work. Won't be realistic either. Won't right, work. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and this pandemic must be just a horrible thing. I mean, it's a horrible thing for everybody, but particularly for what you're trying to do. Are things starting to open up where people are starting to call you again? Like, hopefully, in a few yeah. months, we'll be able to do this again. Slowly, slowly. Uh, the shows that we had on the calendar for 2020 um, uh, have been not the, not my Vegas All Shook Up show, but my other shows. Um, that we had on the calendar for for 2020 uh, have been pushed into 2021 and even 2022, um, and uh, and even those dates uh, are semi semi tentative right now. Right. Uh, um, and uh, I I am starting to get uh, a few calls. Uh, as a matter of fact, I will be I will be in uh, North Carolina uh, Saturday. Uh, it's not a a, a tribute show, but but we're doing uh, uh, at a casino. Uh, we're doing an Irish show called the uh, the Heart of Ireland, oh. and uh, and and we're doing a dinner show to for their guests, and uh, it should be fun. Uh, in April, uh, I'll be back at that same venue to do a, to do a, 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 to do Queen Nation there. Um, so we're, so we're, we're it's it's picking up now. All shook up. Uh, tribute to the King, uh, which performs over at the V Theater at the Miracle Mile Shops at Planet Hollywood here in Vegas, um, uh, are, we're planning on reopening April second. That's fantastic! And, uh, yeah. It's a and, great uh, show, yeah. and uh, it's something. As more of the crowds start to come back to Vegas, that's when you got to put on your uh, to-do list. Well, Kurt, let's tell people uh, to find out more where, as the shows open up, where they can see them, and if they want to get a hold of you to put something like this on, where do they go? Well, honestly, the best place to go is we have a website called uh, called brownproductions.com. Okay, you can just Google Brown. It's brown-productions.com is the actual website. But if you t- just typed in Brown Productions, uh, you it should come up on Google. Um, we also have Brown Productions, Brown Productions uh, Facebook page. Uh, that you can go there and, and find out information. If you're if you're looking for information on our Elvis tribute show, uh, you can go to the V Theater uh, here in Vegas and uh, get all the uh, all the information on the schedule and ticket prices and such. Uh, and uh, and or uh, you can definitely find All Shook Up tickets if you just type in All Shook Up Las Vegas. You'll find all the ticket brokers have them as well. We will do that. Kurt Brown, thank you so much. Hope to have you on again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's time to start entertaining at home again. And one fun thing to do is wine tasting in your own backyard. And America's first master sommelier, Eddie Osterlin, has some suggestions on how to do it right. So when you talk, Eddie, about comparing wines, at least two there together, is this kind of bringing kind of the fun of wine tasting to the home? 
well, yeah, and if you want to have fun tasting wine at home, here's, here's the first step I'm going to say. Don't just serve one wine because what can you learn about one wine? You can compare it to what you've had in the past, but it's very hard to remember what you had last night versus what you have in front of you. So the fun is done by serving people always two wines for a side-by-side -side comparison. You could have, for example, a Pinot Noir from Oregon versus a Pinot Noir from California. And your question to the people is, which one you think is from Oregon? When the people shrug their shoulders, you tell them, let me tell you how to look for it. Oregon is north of California. It's colder. The grapes don't get as ripe and they're more acidic. California is very warm. The grapes are very ripe and they're kind of jammy. You go back and taste those two wines and the one that's acidic is Oregon and the one that's jammy and fruity is California. And they do that. It's fun. Then you give them a Two wines, maybe you say, you like Cabernet? Great, I got uh, two of them in front of you. One's $20 a bottle, one's 28. Which one do you think's 28? Well, they gotta think about it. And most people kinda go, well, I, don't, I, I don't think I would know. And you just go, the length of the aftertaste determines expensive wines. The longer the aftertaste, the better the wine. They go back, they taste the two wines, and they, they say, the one on the right here, it must be the expensive one, and you go, correct. And they feel good. They learn from you how to taste that wine, and there's a whole system that the French go into called attack evolution finish, and we'll need to discuss that sometime about how do you judge quality in wine. But wines come in all different flavors and all different prices, and there's something good at each price range. I like to look at wine in three distinct sort of levels of quality. Imagine you have a pyramid in front of you and there are three sections of that pyramid. And I call those three sections the three Bs of wine, meaning beverage, better, and best. So this is kind of a way I use to filter my friends as far as who gets the good stuff. Because beverage wine is your simple everyday wine, whether it's two or three buck chuck, or $7 yellowtail from Australia, inexpensive stuff you can buy at Costco or Trader Joe's. And everybody gets to have a whole bottle themselves and they get to enjoy the food. And the food could be something like lasagna from Costco. Simple party, inexpensive, everybody's pleased. Then we step up from beverage to better wine. What does better wine cost? Well, it probably costs twice as much at least. You know, we're now into the $15 to $30 range of wines, and they have characteristics about them. They have perfumes that you smell that none of the, none of the, the everyday beverage wines are even going to think about. Those are just beverage wines you're drinking. But the better wines have more distinction. They go better with food, and it's a step up. And you'll recognize which of your friends recognize the difference between beverage wine and better wine. Thanks, Eddie. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. It's short for Sports Rock and Tours. And please follow both shows on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Vegas, here we go!